0: Thank you for downloading the very first Nintendo Switch UK podcast. This is episode one, and I think we've got loads and loads to talk about, so let's get to it. Hello, you are listening to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. (laughs) So this is episode one of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast and uh, we're going to tell you all about us, but we're not going to do it right now because we've got so much to talk about and not just that, we've got a website, we've gone to the bother of making one, we've got Twitter, it's all going to be there, so there's no real point. So anyway, I'm Mike, this is Al. Howdy. And we've got Anton.
1: Hello. Hello, internet. How is it? How's the day going?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is that when you start a new podcast, it's... All the things to remember that you've got to do. It's not like the. It's not just the stuff we're talking about. We could talk about the switch all day and night, but it's remembering. Hit record. Press the record button. That's quite important. Remember not to breathe too loudly into a microphone. Don't eat crisps whilst recording your vo- your voice. That kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's tricky. So we'll get there. And if we make mistakes, but well, that's fine. We'll we'll figure it out as we go along. So I think what we'll do is we'll get straight to it right now, and we'll talk about us a bit later on. So starting. The very first thing we're going to do on the Nintendo Switch UK podcast is news. Tell us, the people want to know. And it's Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, I'm quite psyched about this because I've never actually got around to playing Super Mario Galaxy, which was originally, Anton, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but originally on the Wii, right?
1: Indeed, yeah. We had Super Mario 1 and 2 on the Wii, and I think it was like 07, so it came out like a year after the Wii came out, and then it was like so beloved it got a sequel, and they'd never do that with Mario games, like we never got a super mario 642 or anything like that or sunshine 2 so it's like just a really solid mario game
0: well with the the success of odyssey and the thing about odyssey was that a lot of people made comparisons to galaxy and that's really the only thing that i know of it because i've never played it on the wii other than maybe a a very quick shot of it so i'm quite excited about the fact that i know lots of people have been talking about this game for a long time coming out on the switch i mean let's face it we've we've had pretty much
2: every other wii u game almost so why not go back a a generation well i'm going to be sacrilegious here i owned mario galaxy i played a bit of mario galaxy I stopped playing Mario Galaxy. I wasn't a big fan of it. Really? I know everybody loved it. The internet now probably hates me, but I hate you. I, you you've always hated it, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing we've become friends. Um, yeah, no, Mario Galaxy. I it, I tried it, and I just couldn't get into it. But I love Odyssey. Odyssey was amazing. Hmm. I, is the system? I mean, have you played it, Anton? Um, see,
1: I have the weirdest experience with it. It's like I love VR. I play tons of VR. Mario Galaxy, one game that makes me sick. Really? I, I played it once, admittedly, at the end of the day after being like sleep deprived and it made me sick and I've just never gotten around to it. And just like thinking of it, I'm like, I remember being sick playing that game, so I should probably give it a proper go once it does eventually come to switch.
0: Well I'm hoping that with the upscaling and the remastering and all that side of it, that those problems that were on a previous generation of a console hopefully will be ironed out and it'll be a little bit more of a, a smooth experience. Um With it being a Wii game, I'm assuming it was a lot of motion controls.
1: Mm, Yeah, there was like waggling to like do like triple jumps and like ridiculous stuff like that. But have any of you heard of the Nvidia Tegra tablet by any chance? Yeah. So obviously that's based on the same hardware as the Nintendo Switch. So apparently, in like when they were contracting it and making the Nintendo's like Nintendo was signing the contract to have Nvidia make the processor for the Switch. Part of their contract is, it's because they're not allowed to release game consoles in China. Um, right. NVIDIA has the licensing for Nintendo games in China. So they've been releasing Nintendo games for that tablet that runs on the same Switch hardware, the same hardware as a Switch in China yeah, for I like did the see past this. couple of years. So we've got, like, over there in China, they have on the same hardware as a Switch, mentally a different form factor, they have a HD version of Galaxy and it looks stunning.
0: How have I missed this? Yeah, I mean, I've seen the, the images that you're talking about, Anton, and I saw a little bit about this. And it, it really it, it's, it's, it's exciting that there's a potential to not just... We're not just talking about Galaxy, but we're talking about a bunch of other games. Because one of the problems with the, the Wii, for me, was the motion control thing, for example. So um, there was the rumour last week about Skyward Sword coming to the Switch. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, that was shot down, uh, inverted commas, by Nintendo, who said, we are not looking at porting skyward sword at this moment in time which to me is like yeah you've rumbled you've rumbled that we're doing something here let's let's pretend that didn't happen um and that's exciting for me because i wouldn't have played it on as much as i love the wii and i love the motion controls i wouldn't have played a game like skyward sword on it the whole way through because i would have found that too much whereas if it comes to a console like the switch and you've got the option if they can map it to a controller which i wouldn't think would be a massive deal i would play it yeah,
2: yeah, I completely agree. Although, actually, I have to say that I mean, it's moving on a little bit. I wasn't as much as I was slightly unexcited about Mario Galaxy's announcement. There was another announcement that I was far more excited about, okay. with Nintendo registering trademarks in Japan. Uh, I think you've all heard about Metroid Other M.
0: Heard about it? I've never really been a big Metroid player, um, and this is my turn to be in the firing line
1: from Hal <laughs> now. Um, so I'll pass this straight on to Anton. Uh, Anton, Metroid, uh, what's your I, thoughts? I, see, I'm the exact same as yourself, Mike, where the motion controls really turned me off of the Wii. So there's a lot of games on that console that I just like missed out on, especially in the first half when they're really pushing motion controls. Uh, but it, it makes complete sense. I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe next year they're like, hey, we're doing... The Metroid trilogy, HD Remaster, and Time for Metroid Prime 4 because yet those are beloved franchises. Like a beloved franchise. A lot of people these days are not too familiar with Metroid Primes, it seems it seems like.
2: Well, actually, weirdly, as much as I'm saying that, I am one of those people. I last played a Metroid game on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I loved that game. I skipped all the generations generations in between, and now I'm desperate to get back into that that um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To Intellectual property, that IP. I think that's what the Switch has done really well,
0: though, as a whole. It's, it's not just given people a new way to game it's actually brought back a lot of old franchises that maybe you'd forgotten about there's a big nostalgia factor with the switch I and mean, we're playing games that were great games you know 25 look at the look at the remasters we've had even the stuff that's been on other consoles like crash bandicoot the the way they've they've tackled mario has been brilliant um there's a bunch of games uh, at the moment on the switch and, and coming as well in 2019 that have that kind of throwback factor which i think is is a real selling point and that's probably what you're you're feeling with the metroid thing
2: yeah i think there's a lot of people out there like me who used to game on the super nintendo who gamed on the n64 and then the playstation came out and the xbox came out and nintendo sort of got forgotten about for a lot of gamers it became a lot more niche yeah became a lot more uh, targeted younger generation, sort of kids type stuff and the inverticon was grown-ups went eh, it's for kids we'll ignore it but the switch coming along is suddenly turning things on its head grown-ups are playing these things again it happened to an extent with the wii but the grown-ups tended to play exercise games and to test your brain games and all those kind of nonsense things
0: the the amount of people that i've seen who are gamers in their 30s and 40s who and and above who have said do you know what i haven't actually i haven't been a gamer for for 10 years 15 years 20 years but the switch has got me playing again and whilst i'm not one of those people because i've i've game through every generation of of systems and and you know i was play i was ps4 the whole way until the switch came along and uh, but that's that's the impact that it's had and i think that's partly down to the portability of it the, the fact that you can do both we all know about that but also i think it's just that they've been quite clever with the marketing they've been quite clever with um the way that they've brought old uh, ips back
2: um maybe not as many as we'd like perhaps. Uh, they've still got plenty of time in the life cycle. this console to bring them all back and make as much money as they possibly can. Uh, we'll have all 200
1: of the Wii U games plenty of time, like, don't worry.
0: Do you know what? It, I'm okay with the first 200 of the Wii games. It's the it's the next 2,000 shovelware games I don't want to see on the Switch.
1: We don't need those. Well, that's like the funny thing is is we've had remasters of, uh, I'm trying to think what game it is. It's a Wii motion sports game and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. they are bringing them back in the Switch and it's so weird to see like the best of the shovelware games making a return on
2: Switch as well. It's kind of weird,
0: you know. I, I, to be
1: honest, the more games, the better. There's always
0: choice, you know. You can always yeah. choose not to, to to play them, you know.
2: Absolutely, and heck with the uh, with the Nintendo, the NES emulator that's on there yeah, that you yeah. get with the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. What's it called? The Nintendo Life subscription or whatever they're calling it mm-hmm. these days. It's amazing. I've spent most of the afternoon uh, a couple of weeks ago playing Doctor Mario. I haven't played yeah. that for about twenty years. It was amazing. Yeah, it's it's the nostalgia kick, and I, I I hope that they do extend
0: that. There are talks about um the uh the N64 but to be honest it looks more like that's going to be one of the the minis you know the, the I would just I would imagine even though again that was in the that's when they denied Sky, Skyward sword was a thing they also denied that the N64 mini was happening of course it's going to happen it's made money for the for the last two um but I hope the you know we have lost the virtual console and I feel like the Switch is the perfect platform for the virtual console to go back and play these retro games um but having said that, if they find new ways of doing it, fine. There's the, the 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 Mega Drive collection came out this week. And actually, if you want to go and play Mega Drive games, it's a pretty good collection. And it's quite a good price as well. So there are ways to do it. The more the better. So that's Super Mario Galaxy and Metroid. But there's another release of a game which might look like it's a classic old style game but it's not. It's a really beautifully made game, and it's coming as a physical version through Limited Run Games, which I've I've had a couple of their products so far, and they've been great. And it's Celeste.
2: Yeah. So Celeste, it's uh, I, amazingly, it completely missed my radar first time around. It came out back in January of uh, 2018, so it's about a year old nearly. And um, yeah, it's just been it had massive success recently at the Games Awards. It won two. I think it won Best um, Indie Game and uh, a category which I can't figure out what it's even supposed to be but Best Impact Game or Game for Impact any idea Mm. what that might mean? I'm lost
1: yeah that's like a really weird one like from the sounds of it you would think it's like most influential game but this year it would probably have been Fortnite or something like that so yeah that's a weird one
2: yeah, sadly, it, it closely missed out on uh, Game of the Year and also Best Musical Score because that's one of the things that people mm-hmm. raved about this game was the soundtrack to it is just phenomenal. So for those that don't know, uh, Celeste was it's, it's 8-bit style and it's a platformer which uh, I think the designers themselves, and it was released by a company called Matt Makes Games, uh, Canadian developers, and they described it as a game about getting up a mountain. That's pretty much it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So you play as this little girl, Madeline, who has uh, an adventure traveling up a mountain to the very top. Uh, it's an emotional roller coaster, uh, and it, it, the story of this game, albeit simple, is just so engaging. It drags you, drags you in. You can't help but empathize and sympathize with the character all the way through, and that's what has driven the game to such success. It's Everybody just loves it. Being on my
0: List of to play games for the last year, pretty much since it came out on the Switch, it's been one of those that I've had I've had to try and get to. Now I managed to get to other um, other. Really, really good indie games like Undertale, which I love, it's a fantastic game. Um, and I managed to get. I'm playing Night, Night in the Woods at the moment. I'm about like three quarters of the way through the game. Really, really great indie games. And Celeste is on that list of those kind of like regular eight or nine out of ten type games. Um, the physical run of it is going to be out the start of 2019. So you're going to be able to pick it up from limited run. Uh, games here, yeah,
2: January first,
0: yeah, which is great, and they, and they make uh, they they basically fill the gap between those games that you can't get uh, physical releases of, and they do their own versions of it. I I got Saturday Morning RPG, which is a, a cool little game, um, and based on Saturday Morning Telly. It's a little bit American. I and mean, there's a few references I don't get, but um, it's a, it was a limited run. I think it was a limited run that did that one, and uh, they're also releasing this month Windjammers. As a physical, now Windjammers is, uh, is, is an old game, which is phenomenally good fun. Uh, real retro retro style, but they're, they're bringing out Windjammers 2. Is that out yet, Anton, Windjammers
1: 2? I don't think so. I think no. they're releasing the remaster of the first one, which that's, is yeah, that's basically out. just a rom-dump, but I, I'm not complaining because so I'm just happy to play it on the go. Yeah. But yeah, I think we've got the remaster and then number two is just coming out after that. So, that's also going
0: to be on Limited Run Games as well. So, there there are a couple of ones to look forward to physically if you haven't got them.
2: So, question for you then can you buy them in a shop or just if you go to their website?
0: No. The way Limited Run works is that you order them from the Limited Run Games website itself. So, they tend to sell out quite quickly, and Mm. Limited Run clues in the title, they don't then go and do another bunch of of um the same game So once those five thousand copies are sold or whatever it might be, that's it. They're done. So your best idea is to get a pre-order and if it's something that's interesting for you.
1: Yeah it's literally just like five thousand and it's like they've got countdowns and everything and like people just camp on the like their laptops and whatever and just like to buy them. But it's really good limited run games. They're, like, starting to, like, they used to be, like, exclusively indie games, but they're starting to get into, like, collaborating with bigger companies that are doing digital games. Like, they've uh, collaborated with Naughty Dog now. Wow. Uh, to do the Jack and Daxter collection. As yeah, I saw that. The games. And that's, like, so it's, like, I'm really excited to see what they could do because there's, like, so many Nintendo games. Let's say, like, Dr. Luigi. I would have loved to have gotten a physical version of that, even if it was, like, a limited run version.
0: All right, here's the question then for both of you talking about physical copies. I am 100% in the camp of if it's a, if there's an opportunity to own it physically, that's what I'll do. I would rather have the physical copy to say this is the game that I own, even if it's a download only and you can do a limited run games. Alistair, physical or
2: digital as a general rule? Uh, I'm going to say physical, but there's a very different reason for that. I'm saying physical because I'm tight. And if I have a physical one, I can sell it on. <laughs> no,
0: no, don't do that. Yeah, you play it, you That's, trade it. You
2: need to collect it.
0: That's, yeah, collect yeah, it. you guys. I'm, I'm way too tight. Oh, all right, Anton, I know the answer to this one, but tell us. <clears throat> oh
1: Yeah, I, I love collecting. Like, prime example of this, I have Sonic Mania, I've completed it, played it, and then they released the Sonic Mania Plus, and I was like, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> I just had to for hold the off. box.
0: I had to hold off for that, because I saw it, and I was looking at it going... I, I can't justify this. I cannot justify buying this, and I haven't yet. But I know I will. Like I know, I know that I'll, if I don't get it in in the current run, or if it, if it sells out, I don't even know if it is sold out. I'll
2: find a way, and I'll get it because it's it's it just has to be done. Absolutely. Well, listen, I was, I went to great pains the other day. As much as I will fr- quite freely, quite happily trade games away, it's it's fine. I came to do Zelda the other day. Oh really? I had I sold oh. my Zelda. No, you didn't. I, I sold Zelda. To be fair, I sold it to get Red Dead. I think it's allowable.
0: I mean, Red Dead is an exceptional game. Red Dead is amazing. I will rights. say no
2: more because it's a Nintendo podcast and not a Red Dead podcast. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I no longer own Zelda. It's gone. <clears throat> wow. that's on,
1: on the talking point of trading in for the people in the UK, aka everyone listening to this podcast, uh, if you're wanting Super Smash Bros, uh, they've currently got a deal on uh, Game the Retailer. If you trade in a bunch of select Switch games, uh, you can get it for half price. And some of them are pretty, like... B-grade Switch games, like 1-2 Switch, get half price off Smash Bros, that's a really good deal. So I've right, like, yeah, that got, rid of my, got rid of my copy of ARMS, uh, not going to be missing that, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you're looking to get Smash, and we'll be talking more about that later in the podcast, that's definitely a way to go if you haven't considered it yet.
0: Well, that is interesting you say that, and I'll tell you why when we come back to talking about Smash in a few minutes' time. Before we do, though, uh, if you are a fan of the Telltale games, and particularly The Walking Dead, and you're really wanting Episode 3, the final season, and you thought, well, that's it, we're probably never going to see that because Telltale are gone, good news, Skybound will be releasing Episode 3 of The Walking Dead on the
2: 15th of January 2019. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um, I genuinely have no reaction to that. I've, I've never played the Walking Dead games and I've never watched the Walking Dead show.
0: <clears throat> so so I, I, I like the Telltale games. I'm into that kind of um, adventure where, yes, okay, we know that your decisions in a Telltale game don't necessarily actually do very much other than change, you know, which person's going to tell you off in that moment or whatever. You know, the, 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 the game is much more linear than you might believe as you play through. However... There's something about the storytelling that I really like. I
2: really loved the Batman uh, Yeah, oh, man, the Batman games were brilliant. Batman and the Game of Thrones games, I loved them. I think mm -hmm, they're fantastic. mm -hmm. They're actually some of my... Favorite gaming experiences of recent decades,
0: even going back ten years to the Back to the Future ones at the time. um, What a great nostalgia trip for anyone that was a a Back to the Future, which is most people. Mike, that
2: game made me so happy. I I love those films; they are just they're amazing. And to actually have a game, ah, I genuinely cannot say how much I love that game. Christopher Lloyd do the voice, (laughs) yeah, it was great. Anyway, let's not. We'll get we'll be doing a Back to
0: the Future podcast next. Um, But the good news is that if you are a fan of The Walking Dead. Telltale Games. The final season is coming out on the fifteenth of January. It's being released by Skybound. They're the guys behind the comics. Uh, last year, uh, sorry, earlier this year, they teamed up with Sky, as in TV, Sky TV, um, and made a, a gaming division of their company. I guess probably as a reaction to the fact that this game was pretty much finished. The third season, the the final season of The Walking Dead, had been pretty much. Uh, finish in development by Telltale but they wanted to get it out somehow so it is coming out I don't know much more about that I don't know what that means for the game whether it's just going to be the same experience as you would have had with a a Telltale game or not but if you want to get that 15th of January that's when it's coming out
1: Yeah it's really weird what's going on with Telltale because I know all their games have been taken off Steam nobody actually owns any of them which is kind of weird because usually like when THQ went bust they had an auction and all the IPs went off everywhere but Telltale went bust overnight so it's just all the IPs have just fallen out of the the sky so it's going to be really weird to see like in a year's time where those IPs are going to end up and if there's going to be like a company like I think it was Nordic Games that bought up majority of THQ when they went bust and they kind of formed the it's THQ kind of company so I'm really curious who's going to be that company for the Telltale IPs because and as well as that if we do get somebody that buys up, let's say the Wolf among us, are we going to get more franchise games in that sale?
0: Uh, it's, a, it's a real shame because there's so many great stories there and, and stories that people wanted to hear more of. I mean, the Game of Thrones one. I've got to agree with you. I was, I've been waiting for that next season of Game of Thrones. We've only had the one, didn't we?
2: No, there were two seasons. I think. I I, thought, I I only played one, but I'm sure the second season came out. I just didn't get around to doing it. I, I I'm sh- I thought there was only one, but we'll fact check that. Um,
0: but either way. That was a that was such an engaging experience. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, and, and you know if you've seen if you'd seen them, it, you knew where things were going, but it took you in a new direction as well. And um, for that not to be continued, it was at brilliant. Yes, you know? it was a
2: whole whole other storyline, a whole family was, but it, it wove in. It was beautifully written, great yeah. fun to play. I was just, I was totally hooked. I couldn't stop playing it. Bring on more Telltale style games. That's what I say. Got a fabulous idea. Why don't we start a crowdfunder? go buy all of telltale's ip (laughs) we need to do this i think we need a lot of backing for that i gotta say i don't think they're going cheap well
0: you never know you never know yard sale are these newfangled things any good right then uh let's move on and talk about probably the biggest release arguably on the switch so far everyone's going mad about it it's smash
1: so um have any of you actually played smash yourself
0: so yes, I was um I was a big fan on uh the, of the old Smash games, so I really liked uh what would the first one I would have played on? It would have been GameCube or N sixty four. N sixty four, I think. Yeah, I had it on the N sixty
2: four back in the old days. I think that was the very first iteration. Yeah. It was great fun. I yeah. loved that game.
0: Um and I really want to like the new one. But I bought it on the Wii uh, on the Wii U. I bought the last one, right? And I just didn't get into it. I tried. I really tried. Um and I don't know if it, I just had different expectations for it. I don't know if I just wasn't very good and um, I'm just button mashing, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and it's one of those games where you, you have to kind of learn a bit about your characters and what they, they do and don't do. But I just didn't quite connect with it and I really want to connect with it so Anton your job is to tell us how we connect with it
1: and tell us how good it is okay so for me this is like my first Smash going in here so I, I didn't know really what to ah. expect it was mainly because of that good deal I was like you know I'll give it a chance and well uh, it's basically just like video game drugs uh, it's <laughs> they've got the new World of Light campaign mode which is a first for like the Smash Bros franchise apparently All right. uh, that's interesting. which is basically it's like collectible cards almost they've got 1000 spirits uh which essentially the story is at the beginning this is the first cutscene of the when you boot up the game everybody so no dies <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, mine is Kirby and you start with one character and you have to build up all these spirits and there's about a thousand of them from every single franchise that is somewhat related to Nintendo uh, and what you have to do is those spirits will possess the character possess a character and it'll be kind of similar to what they're like so for example maple from animal crossing which is like a pork pine with spikes on it you fight like a sonic that's kind of purple and it's like almost like a mod almost but you do that and then you unlock the spirits uh once you have the spirits you can apply them to yourself and you take on their traits and you can use them going forward so it's almost like a bit of a strategy so you'll go in there one uh <clears throat> and essentially, do you remember the, the character on Breath of the Wild, the the flying flying bird person? Don't well, ask me his uh, name. He's just flying bird guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So he's flying bird guy. So, for example, his spirit was Falcon, slightly changed colours, and the level had tons of wind in it, and that was the challenge, and you can use spirits to kind of help you out in that battle. So it's basically, like, an entire collectible, which I think that's hopefully where this game is more, like engaging is the fact that there's so much unlockables. Yeah. So the thing is, when you got Wii U, you had everything from the beginning. Whereas in this one, you have to, you've got a thousand spirits to collect. You start off with a handful of characters, like the ones that were just in the N64 version, which I think is like, what, 10? 10-16, somewhere in that ratio. And then you have to like unlock every single character. So that's like a natural reason to play, rather than do so you have a bunch of friends coming over and need a game to play at a party? So it's so much engage- more
2: engaging there. I like the sound of that, actually. Because yeah. when, I, when I had, uh, the, I think, Smash Brothers on, I'm going to say it was the GameCube, it might have been. And mm-hmm. like you, I could not get into it. It was just everything was there. You played it a few times, unless you had the right friends who wanted to play it and were of a similar level, It just you couldn't do anything with it. But what you're saying there, I don't know if you've got to play it and you can unlock stuff and there's a reason to keep playing it. That sounds amazing. I, I like the sound mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, i got, I got to say for me as well that...
0: Um that changes a little bit of my perception of it, just because I had the same experience as you, Al, and I, I wanted to really love it because I really loved the previous ones, you know, or the the early ones, the the first couple of releases of it, and I um I really wanted to love it, and I didn't love it. So I'll maybe I will maybe check it out with um I think my brother has it, so I'm gonna he's gonna come around and I'm gonna he's gonna he's gonna give me a life lesson in in Smash. So that's something to look forward to. Just as a side note on Smash, by the way. Uh, Talking of the characters, one of the characters that's been included is Joker from Persona. Um, That's led to (laughs) rumours. And I know that we're slightly uh, uh, sidetracking here, but I think it's it's important because I'm very excited about this. There are rumours that Persona 5 might be coming to the Switch. You and that game. Why are you so obsessed with Persona 5? Well because i haven't played it that's why and because i played persona 4 uh, on the vita and i loved it it was a great experience and i really want to get back into that world and i want to do it all over again but i'd love to do it on the switch
2: i think it's a given if they're importing a character into smash y- you can guarantee within i don't know less than six months probably within a month persona 5 is going to appear because nintendo don't tend to do things in- with a long lead time they tend to announce it and then it's there i'd be happy if it was persona 4 to be honest
1: any of them, like they could easily port Persona One, because that's like a PS One game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like like yourself, I'm like really excited for this because that was the thing that turned me off Persona Five. Is for me, Persona's a game you play on a handheld. Exactly. It's like I played Persona Three and Persona. I think they had Persona Two on the PSP, and then moved up to Persona Four on the the Vita. And it's like it's kind of one of those games you pick up and you play for half an hour to an hour, and then place it down and then it's like part of your routine because yeah. of the daily grind of it all so having yeah. it on the Switch is going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah, really excited about that if that does happen. Just back onto Smash because obviously that's where this came from just to, to summarise then Anton Smash, uh, your thoughts on it so far, is
1: this a must buy for the Switch? Oh, um, I haven't unfortunately I haven't played quite enough of it to say so but um, where am I at is If you've played Smash before, if you played it a little of Wii U, you could maybe pass on it. If you played a lot of it on Wii U, then definitely get it. And if you've never played it, it's it's flawless by it.
0: (laughs) So just before we move on, because we're going to move on to our quiz section, which is very exciting. Um, Well, it's exciting for me because I know what the quiz is. You guys don't. Um, There was a slight... Odd incident caused by Smash, just to prove that this is not just popular in the world of Nintendo. This game has far-reaching, uh, far-reaching consequences if it gets into the into the wrong people's hands. Because <laughs> something weird happened, Anton.
1: Uh you know this story. Like when I saw the headline, I was like, okay. Uh, so essentially, what's happened? You know how kids are get really excited for things. Like the anticipation is building. Like They have to wait a month, that's like a quarter of their life, pretty much. Um, so, you know, get, when you're getting close to this new, brand new Super Smash Bros. Ultimate coming out for Switch, the inc- excitement's real. And you know, you might casually, uh, on a whiteboard in a school, put uh, It's Time to Smash uh, with the Smash Ball logo, which is essentially just a cross, uh-huh. um, and then put a date Uh, But unfortunately for the the students that went to said school and the teachers there, they didn't recognise the smash symbol and interpreted it as a crosshair. And it got reported to the school, which they didn't recognise it, like the staff there at school. And then they took that to the the sheriff's court and, yeah, they had to close down the entire school because they thought they were going to get a
2: a mass shooting going on at their school. That is what you call an epic fail. I I mean it
0: really is but you know to to play devil's advocate slightly you've kind of got to commend the school for acting on it because I guess if if you don't know what it is and you see this it's time to smash in a logo maybe (laughs) maybe what they should have done would be consult one of the Hundreds of students that would have known. Maybe one of them, maybe if they just asked someone, What is
2: this? No, come on. On. C- kudos to school, they did the right thing, but it is quite funny.
1: Oh,
2: goodness <laughs> me, honestly. Right, let's do this quiz. I have so many questions. All
0: right then, so the quiz. It's time for the Nintendo Switch UK podcast quiz. And uh, you know, this, I love quizzes. I love it when I get to be the quiz master. Now, what we'll do for the first week, just to get you guys eased into it, I'm going to make it easy for you. The way we play, I have three games. They may not be necessarily Nintendo Switch games, but they're games that are related in some way to Nintendo or the Switch, or they might have a, a tenuous link. It might be that we just want it on the Switch, but they're games... And you guys have got to tell me the name of the game. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to only tell you the... I'm only going to give you a series of clues, okay? So you're going to get about five clues. And the first person out of the two of you to tell me the name of the game gets the point, okay? Okay. Does that all make sense?
1: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah we can do We're this. in a world of pain, Al. We have no <laughs> luck.
0: Well, I tell you what, I've been very kind to you, and I've started off with, um, I think, the easiest we will ever do. I might even get some quiz, did it, did it, did it, music underneath this. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Right, okay, game number one then. There's three games, so hopefully someone will win. Otherwise, I don't know how that didn't work. Right, so the first game. Development of this game began in late 2014 you are
2: allowed one guess per round by the way oh geez, late 2014 hmm that's that's what my math is filling me already that's four years ago ish that oh. means we were pre-switch mm-hmm. that means oh it could be you don't oh. have to guess
0: I can move on I'll move on to the second clue if you'd
1: like certainly
0: okay second clue finished second in the list of best games of 2017
1: Red Dead Redemption
2: 2? Uh-uh. No, Red Dead Redemption 2 only came out this year, so there's no way it would have been in 2017. Oh, so one. it is. So, 2017, second best game. What came out in 2017? Ooh, Zelda. Must be Zelda. We're
0: moving on to the next clue because right. it's not Zelda. Uh, made to appeal to the series' core fans as opposed to previous installments of the series. So, it was more directed so- at the, co- the core fans of the series. There's oh. a clue in there, because now you know it's a series. <laughs> mm. oh, what big series came out
1: with
2: games last year? Oh, Last year's like forever ago. I can't remember what happened last week. <laughs> Don't ask me about last year, man. <laughs> all right, I'm going to move
0: on to the next clue. And remember, if you know the answer, <coughs> shout it out. Everybody
2: it be- out there, by the way, they're all screaming at us. They oh, know, know the answer. Everybody knows, yeah. the, everybody knows uh, the answer. People uh, are bleeding. It,
0: it became the best-selling Switch game, selling 12.17 million copies.
2: And it's not Mario and it's not Zelda because Mario was... Actually, was Mario 2017? Mario might have been Mario Odyssey. No, that was 2018. Yay! Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, Your final
0: clues on that round would have been the leaderboard system ranks the players who have found the most balloons and uh, New Donk City was the final (laughs) (laughs) one.
2: (laughs) All right. Yeah, you need to dumb it down, Mike. Dumb it down. We're not that smart.
0: Question, uh, game number two then. So we're going to move on to game number two. This game was designed and programmed by Alexei Pachitnov. Tetris oh
2: he's got it yeah baby alright let me let me give you the
0: rest of them then Anton since uh, since, uh, I feel bad for you now Um, there were (laughs) were huge rumours that a movie about this game was in development in 2017 Uh, it came second in IGN's 100 greatest video games of all time it sold more than 495 million copies made famous on the Game Boy but has appeared on nearly every format finally it's a tile matching puzzle video game
2: (laughs) that's gonna do it Right, final one then. Come on. on. They did make a video game with Tetris in it, didn't they? There was a game came out, uh, sorry, a movie came out f- a couple of years ago. Oh, it was awful. Pixels Annutious. Yeah, Pixels. Pix- yes, well, Adam but, Sandler or something. Yes, was, yeah, but, it was
1: terrible. But,
0: but this movie was a proper development about the story of Tetris. This was like an actual um, that Hollywood... That would be far better. I think it would have been good. I, I'm not sure what the status of that is. I just know that we haven't heard anything in a year. Right, final uh, game. For for the moral victory part of this, Anton, you need to get this one right because I'm not letting him oh. win three, no. So here we go. It was a first-person shooter released on the twenty-fifth of August, nineteen ninety-seven. Buzz, Goldeneye. Oh, come on! Yeah, baby. You're kidding me. <laughs> Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> I told you the first round was um, was the, the easiest of them. Do you to, know what? I'm going to make it much harder.
2: To be fair, GoldenEye was probably one of my favourite games of all time. I love that game. Yeah, uh, me too, to be fair. Um,
0: I'll give you the rest of them, Anton, just so that you can uh, make some mental notes for next week. Not that we'll do the same one again. It allowed four-player split-screen multiplayer. It was based on a movie released two years previously. It was released on the N64 and finally features James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we need to get buzzers we need genuine uh. buzzers so that we can buzz in Well what we'll do is we'll get your little um we'll, we'll get your your ringtones on your phone and if you think you know what it is you can hold your phone up and do whatever your ringtone is Just make sure you don't have the same one cuz that's going <laughs> <be ridiculous. laughs> to uh, I think that's pretty much it. So that's the way the quiz yeah. is going to work. We're going to do that. We're going to do that quiz every week and we'll make
2: it a little bit more
0: challenging. It was it's a, a brilliant
2: quiz, Mike. Well done. I think it was the best quiz I think I've ever heard anyone do. Good. Genuinely. I'm glad.
0: I don't think it can be beaten. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for the the very first episode of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. We're going to keep them to around about half an hour um, to try and make it commutable. You can get in touch with us a, a lot of different ways. Uh, we're on Twitter. What's our Twitter tag, Anton?
1: Oh, uh Oh, that's a great question mate. <laughs> Totally not looking for that <laughs> off screen uh, If you didn't know We had a Twitter account At NSUK That is NSUK At twitter.com Fantastic. And uh, I'm on Twitter
0: as our songwriter. I'll tell you why in another day when we've got a lot more time. Anton,
1: you're on there as well. Yep, I have the cringiest username of everyone. DefMasterX7. If you're wondering why I had that, I made it when I was like five and I've never got wrong to changing <laughs> it and makes, makes us both feel really old and uh,
0: but you'll get everything at NSUK Podcast on Twitter as well Al you're not on Twitter because because I'm a grumpy old
2: man and I don't grumpy. do social media to be honest yeah. I, I re- I'm i that guy so you can reach uh, me on podcast at NSUKP.co.uk
0: and that's pretty much it uh, we will be back for our second episode in a week's time all being well and uh, we look forward to it immensely goodbye cheerio Adra.